0: Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. The Holy Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. Very truly I tell you, Jesus said, Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, O Christ. Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and Jesus, our Good Shepherd. Amen. So I didn't ask you when you were up here, but how many of you have a favorite Bible verse? Some people. Um, I'm not going to ask you to share what it is right now, but if I did ask you, usually when I ask people uh, to share what their favorite Bible verse is, I've asked like at church council and in different groups, the two most common responses I get are John 3:16. Was that anybody's? couple. God so loved the world. He gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life a lot of us are familiar with that one. The other one that's very common as an answer is Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. The one that we just read together with Everett. And both of those are powerful, wonderful pieces of scripture, good ones to have memorized and remember. This morning, this morning I want to suggest for you a third one from today's readings to remember. And it's the punchline to our gospel reading today, the second half of John 10, verse 10. So, you can put that on the screen, maybe, maybe on that screen. Um, yeah, nope. All right, I'll just read it. It says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Read that with me. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly abundantly so if you ever wonder what the point of all this is why Jesus came in the first place here's the answer right from his mouth Jesus came to give abundant life and now of course one part of that abundant life has to do with life after you die Jesus came to give us eternal life with him in heaven forever and I think we know that part pretty well right I hope that's not a new idea for anybody this morning. This is the hope that we cling to at funerals in times of loss and grief. This is the hope we celebrate at Easter that as Christ has been raised, we too shall be raised with Christ to new life. It's the very last image of Psalm 23. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Some translations say, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forevermore. Jesus came to die for our sins so that we could live forever in heaven. Amen. That is true. That is important. That is the heart of our faith. Because God so loved the world enough to come and die for it, the gates of heaven are open wide. Jesus is the gate and the way is made clear. But that is not all that Jesus is saying. That is not all that Jesus does in his life. Being saved by Jesus is not only about having your sins forgiven so you can go to heaven. We don't have to wait until we die. Jesus calls us to abundance, to live an abundant life here and now in this world. We are forgiven. We are set free. We are released to live and serve and love abundantly. And the challenge is that we sometimes get confused about what abundant life in this world looks like. When you picture a life of abundance, you hear that phrase, what do you think of? When I hear it, when I hear that word abundance, I think of a really bad skit from when I worked at summer camp involving dancing hot dog buns. So I tried to put a picture of that in, get it? A bun dance, abundance, yeah. What is abundance? Often we think an abundant life means having more stuff, like a nicer house, a bigger car, a boat, a cabin, better computer, television, whatever it is, more stuff. And I'm not saying that stuff is bad, that some of those can be, but they are not the abundant life Jesus is talking about. And fortunately, Our readings this morning give us much better pictures of the abundant life God wants for us. So first, there's a picture in the Gospel of John, Jesus talking about the good shepherd who knows the sheep by name. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. Jesus, the good shepherd, leads us as the sheep through life, guiding us, protecting us. An abundant life starts with knowing the voice of the Good Shepherd, knowing who we're following, having that purpose, recognizing God guiding us, protecting us, walking with us. and Of course, Psalm 23 uses that same image. And for a sheep, a picture of heaven must be something like what this describes, right? Grazing in an abundant, lush, green field, a clear, still creek there with safe drinking water, The shepherd keeping watch, guiding, protecting. What a great picture of heaven. What a great picture of abundance in this world. When the Lord is our shepherd, we can trust that whatever happens, nothing can separate us from God's love. The shepherd will not abandon the sheep. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, even in the darkest, worst parts of life, God is with us on the journey, walking alongside of us, comforting us. The Lord is my shepherd. And knowing that God is on our side allows us to live a life of freedom, free from worrying about needing to have all the answers figured out, free from worrying about what the future is going to bring. Another common image of abundance, especially throughout the Old Testament, it's in the New as well, but especially in the Old Testament, is a feast. We're saying, this is the feast of victory. This is a foretaste of the feast to come, a picture, a promise of heaven. And when things are going well, when things are good, when life is good, you want to celebrate, what do we do as people? Often we gather with friends and family around a table. And we still do it today, right? We gather for birthday meals and holiday feasts, potlucks. The prophet Isaiah especially describes the Lord of hosts making for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, well-aged wine strained clear. Abundance looks like a table where there's room for everyone and all are welcome and there is plenty to share. And later in Psalm 23, what we heard today, there's a table prepared with abundant food, prepared by the Lord, the shepherd. And another image of abundance in that reading, oil anointing the head. That's a picture of abundance. Same for a cup overflowing with good drink. God's presence is refreshing. And then moving on from Psalm 23, another image of abundant life in Scripture is the church. And again, sometimes we get that mixed up. I catch myself saying things like we need money to put in new doors or in the church, or I hope you come this week to church. I hope to see you at church. That's not quite right because the church is not this building or this place. And we all know that on some level, but it's so easy to forget. In fact, any time that I say church and I mean building, correct me. <laughs> the church is the people the people of God, a group of God's people gathered together. The church is God's people, the flock of sheep, not the pasture. In that reading from Acts chapter 2, Luke describes the church, describes us by what it does. And he lists out four things. And read with me the first sentence here from that reading in Acts. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So four things in there. First, there's the apostles' teaching. And our life as Christians depends on good teaching, right? Knowing the story of our faith. To figure out how God wants us to live, we need to know what God says to us. We need to be able to hear the shepherd's voice. We need to make the effort to listen to it. And the church is rooted in God's story. We need to read and study God's word because that's where we find our place in God's story. We find our place in the tradition passed down to us by the apostles, Holy Scripture given to us. Second, says they devoted themselves to fellowship. And fellowship, the good church word we just throw around, right? It's more here than just the time drinking coffee and eating snacks after service, and that's wonderful, and I hope everybody will stay. There are some good snacks out there. There's Kringle. I love Kringle. But it's more than just being social and friendly. And obviously, a church should be friendly. We should work towards that. We'll never be friendly enough. We, can always, we always have room to grow there. But as Pastor Tim Brown writes, the church is not a social club. There are plenty of social clubs in the world. Many of them are quite lovely and filled with wonderful people. But the church is not that kind of space. Within the community of the church, we are not we don't just gather together to chit-chat, but we gather together for mutual sharing and support. The ancient disciples were able to sacrifice so much for the sake of each other because they were able to rely on one another for their needs. They shared all things in common. The ancient church was the kind of space where you were able to be generous of heart, mind, and possessions because you were sharing life with others who would watch out for you. The church is not a social club. It's a sacred fellowship where Christ is at the center and no one is left at the margins. Fellowship means participating in each other's lives. It's showing up for each other, genuinely celebrating and grieving together. Sometimes it means tolerating each other, bearing with one another. Scripture talks about that too. But the abundant life God calls us to is not meant to be lived alone. Sheep get stressed when they're separated from their flock. They don't do well on their own. We are meant to live as a community with all the goodness and the ugliness and the brokenness and the restoration that that implies. Third, the breaking of the bread. And On one level, this is a continuation of fellowship, right? It's eating together, gathering together around a table, talking with one another, interacting with each other. Most of Jesus' own ministry takes place around shared meals. Jesus always seems to be going to a meal or coming back from a meal or gathered around a table with his disciples or Pharisees, friends, enemies. He does a lot of eating and sharing food because that's important. Breaking bread together. And on another level, this is the shared meal that the church eats together, that we share together, that we will share in just a few minutes, Holy Communion. The tiny piece of bread and the little sip of wine or grape juice is just a taste. It's a tiny preview, a sneak peek of the feast to come. This is the feast where all God's people are gathered, where God, the good shepherd, gathers all the sheep from throughout time and space, gathers together to join in Christ's body as we heard last week, Jesus is revealed in the breaking of the bread. Jesus promises to show up. And fourth, and finally in this verse, Luke says, the people of God devote themselves to prayer. This is not just saying the Lord's prayer at the end of a meeting or a blessing before a meal. It's a life of prayer, a life of walking with God, learning the voice of our good shepherd, listening for God's voice. It's bringing every concern that weighs us down, bringing everything that we carry to God. And I hope that you pray for this church and this community. Bring it to God. The abundant life Jesus calls us to is not about having more stuff. It's not even about doing the right things. It is about living with purpose, following our good shepherd, where he leads. We gather as church, we gather today as community here and online and and wherever we are, we gather to listen to the apostles' teachings. We spend time in fellowship together, breaking bread, praying together, so that we can learn to recognize the shepherd's voice. So that our good shepherd can lead us into the abundant life God has for us. Maybe abundant life looks like more generosity, providing for each other's needs, distributing what we have to all as any have need, as Luke describes, believing that there is enough for everyone, choosing to believe in abundance over scarcity. Maybe it looks like showing up for each other, checking in, calling to check on your neighbors. Maybe it looks like People texting me to say that we can call them in the middle of the night if there's an emergency. Perhaps abundance looks like knowing each other's names, listening to each other's stories, believing that we are children of God on this journey of faith and life together, led by our Good Shepherd. May you be blessed to live the abundant life to which our Good Shepherd is calling you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaukee County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.